0: Uh, The key word for me would be collaboration, because we need to have the whole value chain aligned to pave the way for circularity. You can have a nice technical solution to recycle, for example, a coated item, but you need to have a way to collect the materials at end of life and also to make it economically viable for a recycler to perform the recycling process. You need to have sufficient waste available.
1: Welcome to Broman Circular Table Talks, Circularity is the best, if not the only way, to decouple growth from the use of resources. We want to discuss about what it means to turn linear industries into circularity and explore the field of innovative solutions with promising potential for your business. This is how we at Roman want to sell chemicals to save the planet, together with you. Welcome to Turk Circular Table Talks, organized by Groman Group. My name is Florian Groman, CEO of Groman, and today I'm your moderator. I'm very pleased to host today Ine de Wilder, research scientist, and Guy Böll, manager EU research from Centex Bell, VKC. Welcome so much to our podcast, uh, Ine and Guy. Guy, would you like to introduce Centex Bell VKC to our audience? So we
2: are a non-profit technology center and we have mainly two um, focus areas. That's on the one side plastics and on the other side textiles. And basically what we mainly do is to work with materials. So we focus on the material processing from the one step to the next. Can be from a raw material to a textile filament, or that can be from a coating formulation to a coating. And so our main activities are doing research and innovation projects and we also have testing and we also offer consultancy standardization
1: certification to companies. Thanks so much uh, Guy. Under the European Green Deal, uh, the economy of the European Union will become circular and climate neutral by 2050. Decoupling economic growth from the use of resources is one of the founding pillars. How can we apply such principles to the coating industry and how can we um, achieve circularity in the coating industry more particular, Ina.
0: According to me, there's actually no silver bullet, no solution that fits all. We need to follow different pathways to achieve circularity and sustainability. One asset will be the use of bio-based materials to decrease our dependency on fossil fuel. And also the use of recycled material contributes to this goal. Here we can look at recycled material for the bulk material, but of course also for the coating or even for the additives, because depletion of raw materials is also a growing problem. And next to the material use, we also have to diminish our energy and water consumption. So if you want to be climate neutral by 2050, this will require investments in novel production technologies using less or no water or uh, with lower power power consumption, and besides this state-of-the-art water filtration and recuperation systems and alternative power generation should also be installed worldwide. So it's a very large puzzle we have to solve with all interconnecting pieces, and it will not be in one fits all solution, but we have to see which strategy is the most logic to implement for your product.
1: Oh, it's a lot of things to, to have in mind and to consider and to do. So what are syntax belts, circular solutions to support all these different things we need to do to become circular in a
0: The research institute, we explored different pathways to achieve sustainability. We had different projects on the use of biome-based materials, like the use of PLA, polylactic acids, or PHA, (polyhydroxyalkanoates) to also to be used as coating materials. We also looked at using recycled PVB, so polyphenylbutyrol stemming from old car windshields, um, and also use that as a coating material. We are also developing more easily biodegradable polyurethane, which can be used for certain applications. Also in several projects, we try to implement the design for recycling approach. One well-known concept is the monomaterial approach. There we try to make a multi-layered product out of just one single material. An example is the production of a fully polyamide six carpets that we are now developing in the European CCFlow project. It stands for circular sustainable flooring. But this monomaterial approach is very challenging. It's often very difficult to meet all the required functional properties. Ju- just using one material. So we also look at the possibility to separate different layers. Um, we are doing this for the moment for coated textiles and painted plastics in the European Decode projects and for carpets in the CisuFlow project. In both projects, we use the concept of the separation layer. So this can be triggered at end of life, which meaning at that specific moment, you enable the debonding of the coatings or the paints in the Decode project or the removal of a secondary carpet backing in Sissue a second strategy that we look at, um, where no design for recycling is mandatory, is a solvent treatment to separate different materials. At Sentex also the PolyCEP pilot line will be installed, allowing to investigate this route. So in this process, we will soak the material uh, with solvent and then a subsequent steam treatment will allow the separation of the different materials. We also contribute at projects aiming to recycle additives, like for example, titanium dioxide in the Flemish Remove to Reclaim project. And besides this, we also look at alternative production methods, for example, a switch from a thermal curing to more UV or lead curing, which uses less um, energy. Also, for example, hot melt or exclusion uh, technologies where no water is needed, and so on. So you see we have a quite broad field of um, Different domains we are looking at.
1: That's very interesting, uh, Ina, what you what you just said. But I believe there are still uh, a lot of hurdles and drawbacks. So, Guy, um, uh, what do you think these uh, hurdles and drawbacks are, and and uh, what do you think one could do with these uh, uh, against these drawbacks and hurdles? Yes, you're very right. There are unfortunately still
2: quite some hurdles, drawbacks that exist. And one of the main ones we see there is related to the value chain, because it is one element to make a product that is in principle recyclable, but it is another thing to make sure that it is also in practice recycled and can be dealt with. And so key for that is to have the full value chain in place to make circular material use possible. And that involves, of course, the different steps where we still see quite some challenges is, for example, on the sorting part, just technically. Also, for example, on the collection, how do you set it up? And another important point there is that, of course, what we currently want to recycle are products that were not made with that in mind. So there is quite uh, technical difficulties to make sure that existing products can be uh, separated in the right streams. And one specific attention point here uh, links to the legacy additives, so materials that were used in the past and that now when we recycle, have to be removed from
1: the materials. Very interesting, Guy, thank you. Um, and with these hurdles, I believe that Bell might also have some ideas on how to overcome these challenges. Ina and Guy, can you give us some insights? Maybe Ine, you can start on this one.
0: Yeah, I think streamlining at EU level is very important if we need to facilitate recycling. For example, the collection of waste is now organized at national level, meaning that available waste stream can differ per country. So if you want to transport, for example, from the collection point to a recycler, which can be maybe in a neighboring country, it's very important that we are well aligned there and that we all have a European approach on this. Um, And of course, also what's very important is a digital product passport, because at the moment that we are recycling goods, we want to know what's in there. So we should have some kind of digital product passport in place where all the materials used are presented in detail um, for example what kind of materials are present in the bulk material but also in the coatings and which chemicals are all in there that at the moment that we will recycle the product that we have a clear view on all the chemicals inside this is also a very important one
1: yeah very interesting Guy is there anything you would like to to add where you see how we could overcome the challenges you mentioned
2: yeah what well, I would like to Continuing, is what Ine mentioned about the EU aspect and the possibility to set there, let's say, the right framework to do it. And one clear example there is with respect to the end of waste. So when do you declare a material again fit as a secondary raw material? Currently, there's quite some uncertainty about that and a good definition of um rules of giving some more uh, guidelines and so on would definitely help and in general i would say we started or one of the reasons to start the eu was about creating a single market for uh, products i think that same philosophy should be tried to uh, used when it is about the waste because currently there are quite some restrictions on how to uh, transport on how to go from one eu country to another so if we use single market, let's say, at, for the end products, we should also definitely do it and use the benefits of it to make sure we can
1: have a circular use of materials. Great. Thank you so much, uh, Guy. Uh, for both of you now, let's, let's go for a concluding question. What is the, the one thing you would like to share to help our audience to start their circular journey in our industry, the coating industry? Maybe, maybe Ine, you can, you can start with this one.
0: Uh, The key word for me would be collaboration um, because we need to have the whole value chain aligned to pave the way for circularity. You can have a nice technical solution to recycle, for example, a coated item, but you need to have a way to collect the materials at end of life and also to make it economically viable for a recycler to perform the recycling process. You need to have sufficient waste available. So I would also encourage a collaboration with competitors to uh, obtain this economy of scale and also involving recyclers from the beginning. So when setting up the recycling concept can also help for an easier implementation later on. So you really have to collaborate with the whole value chain if you really want to have something which will make it really to the market later on.
1: Okay, thanks, uh, thanks Ina. So what be what you, would be, be your um, um, advice or, um, or idea thing you, would you would like, like to share, share with our, our audience. audience to start their circular journey in the coatings industry?
2: I think there's one specific element for the coating industry that is really intriguing and it's also what Ina already mentioned that is that in the philosophy of making things more circular one approach is to make things simpler to try to use like mono material approach and in that vision there's definitely also a tendency to look for the same functionality the same properties but trying to have it with the material material intrinsically so without the coating without the finish in that sense i think the current need to go circular is really an yeah, opportunity i would say for the coating industry to show the value of the coatings but also then to make sure it can really be used in a
1: circular way great thank you so much uh ine and and Guy for joining us and for your precious insights ine de wilder and gie boll from centex bell vkc hope to see you soon again thank you so much for joining us today welcome thank you Thank you for joining Grohman Circular Table Talks. We hope that we could share some interesting perspectives with you. And if you have an interesting idea on how to approach circularity in your business, or if you face a hurdle, please come and talk to us. We at Grohman want to sell chemicals to save the planet, together with you.